chapter 16. Just want to read a few verses of scripture that are very special to those who believe. Matthew 16 and verse 13. When Jesus came into the coasts of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias or Elijah, and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He saith unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Thank you, Jesus. And I want to pay special attention to the statement, Upon this rock I will build my church. I just want to preach to you on the subject for just a few moments tonight. Upon this rock, he has built his church. Upon this rock, he has built his church. Can we go to the Lord together one more time in gratitude for his great name, for his great saving power. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you for your goodness to us. I thank you for your blessing. I thank you for the glory that fills this house. I thank you, precious God, that you are with us. I thank you, Lord, that you redeemed us with a mighty hand, with a stretched out arm. Have your way, O oh God, in this place. Move upon each and every individual, Lord, and let your precious Holy Spirit touch us, O oh God. Oh, hallelujah. We worship you and give you praise. I pray for a special anointing. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. amen and amen. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. He made it clear, Jesus did, that a wise man builds his house upon a rock. He gave the example or the parable of a man who built his house upon a rock and that the storm came. And when the storm came, it blew against that house that was built upon the rock. But it was not able to topple the house because the house was built upon the rock. He said in the very same parable that there was another man who he referred to as a foolish man who built his house upon the sand. And this house experienced the same storm as did the house that was built upon the rock. But the house that was built upon the sand was not able to withstand the ferocity of the storm. Instead, the house built upon the sand fell. But the house built upon the rock, oh, thank God, stood. 
And I want you to know that when Jesus builds his church, he builds his church not on the shifting sands, but he builds his church upon the rock. The Lord told Abraham, I will multiply your seed as the stars in the heavens and as the sands of the seashore, innumerable. It's interesting that that term sand would be related to the descendants of Abraham, to the people that would come from Abraham. We know that Abraham has both natural children and spiritual children. We, thank God, have been grafted into the vine. And we are able to be partakers of the Abrahamic covenant because we are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. It is a beautiful Abrahamic covenant where the blessing of the Lord is given without measure. You don't have to be born into a, a special natural family to receive that blessing. You are born into a spiritual family to receive that blessing. Oh, bless his name. Oh, bless his name. Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of heaven. Except a man be born of the water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. This is not this church. This church is not an entity that we can be somehow able to join simply by showing up. But the church is an actual body that one must be born into. You are born of the water, born of the Spirit. Hallelujah. This is what happens when someone repents of their sins and are baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And they receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, you will speak with other tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance. This is being born of the water and of the Spirit. You are born into the church. Oh, hallelujah. And this is the church that Jesus builds upon the rock, not upon the sands. Again, I take us back to the Lord speaking to Abraham. I'll make your descendants, your children, like the sands of the sea innumerable. The foolish man built his house upon sand, shifting, shifting ground, not something you can rely on. And he built his house upon that. But the storm comes, and the houses that are built upon sands will only crumble and tumble and fall. But when a house is built on a rock, it'll stand through any storm. It doesn't matter how fierce, how violent, how terrifying. The house that is built upon the rock will stand the storm. Now what's interesting about that is that a lot of people have tried to build churches upon sand. People. People. They try to build the house of God upon the shifting sands of public opinion and popular culture. And upon the whims and the fancies of people. This is why the church can never be in the business of simply trying to attract a crowd for the sake of attracting a crowd. We're not in the business of just trying to put as many people in seats so that we can say we had this 
amount of people in our church service. That's not what the church is about. The church wants as many people as we can possibly get a hold of. But the reason is so that we can preach the gospel of Jesus Christ to them. Because the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. He comes looking for that lost lamb. He comes looking for that lost coin. He comes looking for that prodigal son. So yes, the more the merrier. But because there's a message here. There's a truth to be told. There's a gospel to be preached. There's a, there's a gospel to be believed and obeyed. But we do not build the church upon people. We build the church upon the rock. This is where Jesus builds his church. Upon the rock. People will come and go. People will ebb and flow. People will, will leave. People will shift. Their consecration will change sometimes. God forbid, but we've all seen it, where some people begin to backslide it can be so discouraging when somebody you used to pray with somebody you used to worship with someone you used to attend the house of the lord with turns their back on the things of god don't let that shake your faith your faith does not stand in the wisdom of men but your faith stands in the power of god the Apostle Paul said, I did not come to you with enticing words of man's wisdom, but I came to you with the demonstration of the Spirit of God and of power because I don't want your faith to stand in the wisdom of men. Don't let your heart be troubled when somebody turns their back on God. You can come to church with them for 5, 10, 15, 20 years. And one day you show up and they're no longer there. And they don't believe like they used to believe. It can be such a trial of your own faith. Don't let that get to you. Hold fast. Hold fast. Hold fast the profession of your faith. We are not built upon the shifting sands of people, but upon the rock of the revelation of who Jesus is. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, God, help us in the name of Jesus. Don't let your heart be troubled in, the, in terms of losing out with God when people you had great confidence in give reason for that confidence to be shaken. Don't let, it, don't let it gnaw at your faith when even a preacher of the gospel turns their back on God. I remember the man that, that preached the night that I received the Holy Ghost. He's no longer preaching the truth like he once preached. And, 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 and I... It's so sad that that's the case, but I want you to understand, folks, my faith doesn't stand in whether that man preaches the truth or not. The truth is the truth. I said the truth is the truth. If you know the truth, the truth will make you free. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We believe in Jesus Christ. We believe that he is God manifest in the flesh. We believe that he's the one way, truth, and life. We believe that he's the great I am. We believe that he died, was buried, and rose from the dead. We believe that he ascended on high, that he poured out the Holy Ghost, that he's coming again. 
Do I have any believers in the house of God tonight that your faith stands in Jesus Christ? Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Don't, don't, let, don't let yourself become hardened in your own heart when somebody turns their back on God. Don't let yourself become hardened in your heart when someone passes away that once was an anchor for your soul. Don't let that pass from your life and then you begin to become someone who can no longer stand. It happened time and again in the scriptures where that the children of Israel would serve the Lord while the deliverer lived. God would raise up a deliverer and that deliverer would wage war against wicked, wicked principalities and powers that had so greatly persecuted the people of Israel. And Israel would, would turn their hearts to the Lord for a little while. One chapter after the next in the book of Judges records the accounts of Israel serving God while the deliverer lived. But when the deliverer died, they stopped serving the Lord. Don't be like that. you got to get this thing in your heart and let it be settled in your soul. You don't need a deliverer to live. Your deliverer is alive forevermore. Your faith doesn't stand in Joel Urshan. Your faith stands in Jesus Christ. Your faith doesn't stand in the personality of any preacher anywhere. Your faith stands in Jesus Christ. If you show up next week and the whole church backslid, your faith still needs to be squarely settled in the name of Jesus Christ. There is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. My God, have mercy. I thank God for the camaraderie that can exist in the association of the church. I thank God that we can meet together and encourage one another in the Lord. I thank God that we can pray together. I thank God. How many thank God for that? How many just need sometimes to be able to rub shoulders with a saint of God who you know they're not going to curse. You know they're not going to be profane. You know they're not going to tell off-color jokes. You know they're not going to act rebellious. You know they're not going to gossip. Help me now, somebody. You know that they're not going to speak ill of their brother or their sister. You know they're going to magnify God If their mouth is moving They're magnifying the Lord I thank God for the church That he built upon the rock But if you backslide tomorrow I will grieve But I will not give up I will not give up And if I, God forbid were to become a castaway like Paul said is perfectly possible with anybody who has not yet made heaven their home. He said, lest I myself become a castaway. You can grieve, but don't give up. It's not about one individual. It's about eyes on the prize, looking unto Jesus. Hallelujah. The author and the finisher of our faith. I do not get my eyes, and you don't get your eyes on people to the left or people to the right. You look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. 
If they're not holy, he's holy. If they're not righteous, he's righteous. If they're not honest, he's honest. If they're hypocritical, he's not a hypocrite. Hallelujah. He's true. He's mighty. He's glorious. His word is forever settled in heaven. Live for him. Serve him. He builds his church upon the rock, not upon people. And yet, the materials that he uses, hallelujah, to build his church, he uses people to become the framework of his church. Hallelujah. We call them pillars of the assembly. Let me tell you something, though, about these pillars of the assembly. You know what makes them so strong? Because of Jesus, who is the pillar and the ground of truth. Hallelujah. If you want the church to have power, here's how the church has power. I'm just going to give you just a few things that gives the church this extraordinary anointing that can destroy every yoke. We've got to be a praying church. I said we've got to be a praying church. Hallelujah. Don't, don't ever get weary with praying. Don't ever get bored with praying. Don't ever get tired of praying. Pray without ceasing. I will that all men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and without doubting. Prayer is more important than talent. Prayer is more important than personality. Prayer, hallelujah, is more important than facilities. Prayer is more important than money in the treasury. Prayer is more important, hear me now, prayer is more important than what happens in the pulpit. Because if what happens in the pulpit tries to happen without prayer, it's power. There needs to be a constant flow of prayer in us. We need to be praying for the sick. We need to be praying for the downtrodden. We need to be praying for the backslider. We need to be praying for our brothers and our sisters. We need to be praying for our city. We need to be praying for our nation. We need to be praying for our leaders in the church and out of the church. You need to be praying for your coworkers. You need to be praying for who you work for. And you need to pray just to pray. Hi, God, have mercy. You know what I tell people? Don't set, a, don't, don't set a particular amount of time to pray. You don't have to say, well, I got to fill this amount of time. You know, you try to do that, and all you can think about is how close am I to being done. And you, you'll start praying, and you'll pray. You'll pray over every person you've ever thought about every person that's sick, every person you can imagine that needs a touch right now. You can pray over every missionary, over every country, over every continent. You can pray over every need you have. Look at the clock and four minutes and 22 seconds has passed. 
It's not about the time frame. It's about getting lost in the presence of the Lord. It's about getting carried away into the glory of God. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. I just told you how to start praying. That's how you segue, oh glory to God, from what you were doing into prayer. You enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Prayer starts like this. Lord, I thank you for your goodness. Lord, I thank you for your blessing. Lord, I thank you that you're God, and I thank you that I can pray to you. Lord, I just give you praise right now. Lord, I just want to honor you and give you glory. I'm going to tell you something. You won't need a clock. We'll have to drag you out of the prayer room and make you go do what you got to do because there's something so powerful when the people of God God begin to pray. It strengthens the church when the people of God begin to pray. God builds his church upon the rock of revelation concerning who he is. That's what this, that's what this thing is about, is knowing who Jesus is. I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. I, 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 I used to think, Lord... Why in the world do they have me preach youth camps and youth conventions? Because I don't really, I never was one that really, I didn't know that, I didn't know if I connected well with teenagers or not because I was preaching things like Jesus Christ, the chief cornerstone. And, and I didn't have any visual aids. I didn't have any object lessons. And I just thought, Lord, am I really the one? And he said, you know what? You do what you do. You just do what you do. I'll tell you what to preach, and you preach that. You don't have to compare yourself to somebody else. They'll do what they do. You do what you do. They'll give it the way I gave it to them to give it. You give it the way I gave it to you to give it. So when I preach, I'm going to preach the mighty God in Christ. I'm going to preach the one God, the oneness of God, the high and the holy and the meek and the lowly. He's all in one. Hallelujah. It's all in him. He's the faithful high priest. Oh, I wish I could preach it like I feel it. He's the perfect high priest. He's the perfect lamb. He's the perfect sacrifice. He's the perfect tabernacle. He is almighty God manifest in the flesh. We are built on that rock. We are not a cult, but I don't care if they call us one. We're built on the rock. Hallelujah. And I wouldn't trade worshiping Jesus as the almighty God manifest in the flesh for anything in this world. I won't trade it for anything in this world. That's the rock upon which the church is established. Glory. Glory. Hallelujah. And he builds from that foundation his church. And he begins to lay the beams and he begins to set the footers and he begins to erect the walls and establish the pillars. Hallelujah. And to strengthen those things and fortify those things, we pray. We pray. Keep on praying. Pray together. Pray in private. Pray in the closet. Pray in the altar. 
Pray. Weep between the porch and the altar and go into your closet and pray. Pray. Dance when you see the Ark of the Covenant coming. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Pray, church. Pray. Pray. If you have run out of things to pray for, you aren't paying attention. You've got plenty of things to pray for. Pray. Pray. Don't worry about it. Pray about it. Don't fret over it. Pray over it. Pray. 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 What's happening when you pray? He's building his church when you pray. You say, I don't know if anything really happens when I pray. Don't be foolish. Don't be foolish. He's building the church while you pray. I don't care if you don't feel goosebumps. He's building the church while you pray. I don't care if your eyes don't moisten with tears. He's building the church while you pray. It doesn't matter if you quote breakthrough unquote. He's building the church while you pray. Hallelujah. And I'm going to tell you, let me explain to you this thing about the church, how important this is. The Bible said in Nebuchadnezzar's vision that there was a rock hewn out of the mountain without hands. And that rock struck the image of Nebuchadnezzar's vision at its foot and the whole image came tumbling down. And that rock grew from a small rock into a mighty mountain that filled the whole earth. That's the church. That's the rock upon which he builds his church. <laughs> That's the church. Build it. Expand it. Pray. Pray. They say, don't give me your thoughts and prayers. I understand their frustration. But they simply just don't know the power of prayer. And many times our prayer is only as involved as us saying, praying for you. And we don't anymore mean it. We need to literally pray. Pray for people. Pray for them right there. Put your hand on your shoulder. You don't got to get crazy and awkward. Put your hand on the shoulder in the name of Jesus. Lord, touch my brother right now. Touch my sister. And watch if they're not teared up by the time you're done praying. Because they've been waiting for, hallelujah. They've been waiting for the church to be the church. Glory, hallelujah. We need to have prayer. That's what builds the church. You know what builds the church? Worship builds the church. Worship builds the church. Oh, hallelujah. Worship him day in and day out. Worship him here and worship him there. Worship him in your living room and worship him in this sanctuary. Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him upon the high sounding symbols. Praise him upon the loud symbols. Hallelujah. Praise him with the timbrel. Praise him with the dance. Hallelujah. Let everything that hath breath praise ye the Lord. That's it, Brother Jared. Don't ever stop praising him. Don't ever stop praising him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you right now, it strengthens the church when we praise him. He inhabits the praise of Israel. He inhabits the praise of Israel. When we lift up our hands and begin to speak the truth of who he is, 
That Shekinah glory of God comes down into the midst of his people, his church, the ecclesia, the ecclesia, the called out ones. Hallelujah. That's who you are. You're the called out ones. I said you're the called out ones. Stop feeling like you're missing out. You're not missing out. He calls you out because you're his beloved. Hallelujah. It strengthens the church when you worship God. It strengthens the church, ladies and gentlemen, when you love one another. Love one another. Love your neighbor as yourself. How do you do that? Simple. You treat one another the way you need to be treated. When somebody's child falls into some kind of despair or mischief, maybe it's even of their own making, don't take to the phone or to the internet or whatever and start spreading things. Treat it as though it were your child. Be as sober and as serious as if it were your own child. If somebody were, even if it's somebody you may feel some kind of way toward, maybe an unhealthy envy or, or, or something, dear God, you're on dangerous ground when you begin rejoicing over their calamity. You are in danger of the judgment of God when you begin rejoicing over their calamity. You better humble yourself. You better humble yourself real low. You better humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Weep with those that weep. Rejoice with those that rejoice. Be thankful unto God that they're being blessed. Look upon them with gratitude. Love your neighbor as yourself. You're strengthening the church when you love one another. Let me explain something to you real quick. If you are feeling, if you are feeling something, and you don't know where the feeling came from, but it's a, some kind of a, a burden, some kind of an oppression that is upon you, and you can't shake it. I'm going to give you just some spiritual understanding. You're feeling it because there's somebody in your circle that's feeling it. That's why you're feeling it. God has allowed you to feel their infirmities. Not so that you can be brought down by them but so that you can understand where they are and you can bear it for them. Look for who they are. Watch carefully. Let the Spirit lead you and guide you. And it'll come through somehow in a conversation. It'll somehow, it'll emerge and you'll realize, there they are. They need, they need prayer. They need a touch from the Lord. I'm here for you, my brother. I'm here for you, my sister. I'm here for you in prayer. I'm here for you in fellowship. Love your neighbor as yourself. By this shall all men know you are my disciples. They're not going to know you're my disciples because you tell them that you're my disciple. They're going to know it. They're going to know it because of the love you have one for another. It's a unique kind of love that the church has for one another. You say, well, that's not been my experience in the church. I, I know. I, I understand. There's been a lot of hurt feelings that have occurred in times past in the church. But you've got to start somewhere. And it may not have been your experience heretofore, but in the name of Jesus, let it be everybody's experience that you come in contact with. Be biblical now. Be biblical now. Stop resting on the experiences of your past and be biblical now. And love your neighbor as yourself. 
Hold the door open for him. Say yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Speak positively. Speak with, with encouraging words. Be respectful one to another. Love. Hallelujah. Give charity. Bless with peace. Speak blessings upon them. You are strengthening God's church. Hallelujah. You're strengthening God's church. I'm going to tell you what else builds the church. Giving builds the church. Giving builds the church. Giving of tithes and offerings. It builds the church. Hallelujah. That first fruits, giving that tenth unto the Lord, saying, Oh God, it belongs to you. It is not mine. It is such a step of faith. It is such a leap of faith for you to say, Oh God, it is within my power to hold on to this tenth that has come to me. It's within my power, but I'm going to overcome this fleshly temptation and I'm going to believe your word that says to bring all the tithes into the storehouse and I'm going to bring tithes so that there may be meat hallelujah in my house and I'm going to give it unto the Lord and when I give it as unto the Lord ladies and gentlemen there's a blessing involved there is a blessing involved but I want you to understand something if there was no blessing it would still be right if there was no blessing it would still be right. Now, because you give it, it sanctifies all that comes to you. You sanctify everything that comes to you by giving the first fruits unto the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. But even if there was no blessing, give, 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 and it shall be given unto you. Good measure. Oh, hallelujah. We could preach on that for a little while. Good measure. Thank you, Jesus. You got it up. It's like, it's like when grandma thinks you haven't eaten enough. Have you had enough to eat? Yeah, I'm pretty stuffed. You need some more. Good measure. Here you go. Good measure. Is that enough? Well, I, I'm, I'm pretty well, pretty well overflowing with abundance. Here, let's press it down like a bag of fall leaves. Let's press it down so we can get a little more in there. We can get some more in there. You just got to press it down. Good measure. Press down. Come on, bring some more blessings and put it in that bag. Bring some more blessings and put it in that bag. And you press those down. You got a little more room. Bring some more blessings. Hallelujah. Good measure. Press down. Shaking together and running over. Shall men give into your bosom? I'm going to tell you, the Lord will literally move upon somebody to come to you and bless you with something you did not foresee, you did not know it was coming. But while you are being faithful to God, seeking first his kingdom, obeying his word, being faithful in tithes and offerings, God is moving upon the heart of one other member of this grand, glorious body of Christ. And they're blessing you. Hallelujah. Blessing. How many have experienced that in your life? Come on, that's it. Raise, raise both hands. Why don't you raise both hands and just give God praise for it right now? Ooh. I tell you, God will move upon your employer. 
God will move upon the business contacts. God will move upon your job resume. God will anoint that resume. I said God will anoint that resume. God will anoint your mind to learn. God will open doors that no man can shut. And he'll shut doors no man can open. He will lead you. He will guide you. He will daily load you with benefits. Hallelujah. A powerful church is a church that believes in giving. When we give, we do not give with the idea of receiving something in return. Many times we just simply give to missionaries that we'll never meet on this earth. But we know that in the sweet by and by, on that beautiful shore, we will see all that God has done in their life and in their ministry. God bless you for giving. God bless you for giving. Don't stop giving. Don't stop giving. It strengthens the body of Christ when you give. Hallelujah. It strengthens the body of Christ when you allow the Lord to call you out from among them and be separate. Saith the Lord of hosts. It strengthens the body of Christ when you practice holiness before the Lord. When men are men and women are women. Let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. In 2019, it's so much more important than it ever was before for the church to stand as a distinctive entity to say, God made me who I am. I'm a man of God. I'm a man of God. And that's how I'm going to dress. And that's how I'm going to act. And that's how I'm going to be. That's how you have to be. Woman of God, you represent something. Hallelujah. You represent something of God that only you can represent. Us men can't represent that part of God. We represent a part of God too. And we have to maintain that part of God that we represent with integrity. But woman of God, you represent a part of God that only His grace can develop in your life. Don't let this world intimidate you into compromising and becoming like any other person. Stand up. Be strong. Live holy. Live godly. Live separate unto the Lord. strengthens the church. It strengthens the body of Christ. And it will strengthen you. And God honors you. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. He builds his church upon the rock. And then he, he begins to flesh it out. Holiness strengthens the church. Giving strengthens the church. Thank God. Worship strengthens the church. Prayer strengthens the church. Fasting Oh, hallelujah. You know we're having revival if we'll shout about fasting. Fasting strengthens the church. Come on, somebody. Lay it down for a little while. Take that spoon, put it aside, and say, God, in Jesus' name, I'm, I'm coming to you, oh, Lord, focused only on you. I don't want anything to satisfy this flesh. I don't want anything to satisfy this flesh. I'm bringing this flesh under subjection so I can get a clearer understanding of you, of your purpose, of your power. I'm telling you there are some things that can only come by prayer and by fasting. We have become so fleshly indulgent. We've let the world influence us. 
and fleshly indulgence. Come on, somebody. It's time to let him build the church. It's time to let him build the church. Hallelujah. I plan, glory to God in Jesus' name, by the grace of God, and only by the grace of God, I plan to be a pillar in the church. Hallelujah. My world needs me to be a pillar in the church. I don't have time to backslide. I don't have time to become a reprobate. I don't have time to come a castaway. There's too many lost souls. There's too many demon-possessed people. There's too many people that are hurting and broken. I don't have time. Get out of my way. I'm living for Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. We're built upon the rock. And He's building us every day. He's building us every single day. Let me tell you what else builds the church. Sharing the witness of his majesty. That's what builds the church. Telling somebody what Jesus has done for me. You can't tell it like I tell it. What he's done for me. And I can't tell it like you tell it. What he's done for you. I love it when I'm standing with somebody and I know their testimony. And I feel moved to just talk about it. And I say, hey. Can you tell them about what happened such and such? Because it so moved me. I know it's going to move them. Open up your mouth and tell somebody. He brought me out of the miry clay. He set my feet upon a rock to stay. He put a song in my soul today. Tell somebody. Share it with them. Tell them that he lifted you. Tell them that he wiped the tears from your eyes. Tell them. Tell them that he brought you out of darkness. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Anybody got a testimony? Come on, if you got a testimony, lift up your hand right now. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. My God, have mercy. How many remember when you thought you were going to die, but here you are alive and well? How many remember when you thought, my God, have mercy? How many remember when you thought you weren't going to make it through that year, but that was 20 years ago? It's 2019, and you're still praising his name. How many remember what the Lord has done for you? Come on, stand with me right now and give him praise. Stand with me right now and give God praise. Yeah, 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 yes. Yes, 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 yes. Come on. I say we build the church a little while. I say we build the church a little while. I say we worship him. I say we praise him. I say we give him the glory that only he deserves. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Come on, somebody. Shake off those heavy bands. Shake off those heavy bands and give God the praise. Yeah, yeah, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord.
Yes, Lord. Uh, hallelujah. Come on, somebody. It's time to get back up on this rock. It's time to get back up on this rock. Don't you let anything push you off this rock. Upon this rock, he has built his church. I'm building my house on this rock. I'm building my family on this rock. I'm building my marriage on this rock. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Come on, I want somebody to come down right now. Come on, somebody, come down right now. Come on, come on, that's it. Come down right now and say, Lord, I need a brand new touch. Lord, I need a brand new touch. God, I need you to move in my life again. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, yes. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. We're going to build our house on it. We're going to build our prayer on it. We're going to build our worship on it. Upon this rock, upon this rock, upon this rock, he has built his church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. I said the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. Oh, hallelujah. Woo, hallelujah. Come on, come down shouting. Come down dancing. Come down rejoicing. Come down with praise in your heart. Yes. Come on. That's it. Go ahead and give him the praise right now. Give him the praise right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, the Holy Ghost is in this place. The Holy Ghost is in this place. The Holy Ghost is in this place. There's a miracle happening right now. There's a miracle happening right now. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Come on, let the Holy Ghost strengthen you right now. Let the Holy Ghost strengthen you right now. Yeah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Jesus. 